Hi everyone, this is Jamak. I am the creator of Data Mesh, uh, the founder of Next Data. We are reimagining what data sharing could look like if data was a product, if independent teams and individuals could share their data as a product, and if we lived in a world where AI, ML, analytics could be powered by independently owned and responsibly shared data. So that's our vision. If that's appealing to you, if that interests you, we are growing our team rapidly and we need you. If you're a distributed systems engineer, product manager, or a designer of a large-scale PaaS SaaS infrastructure, we'd love to hear from you. Please check out our careers page at nextdata.com. Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. This episode is part of a longer interview I conducted with Jamak Dagani, who's the founder of the Data Mesh concept and is sponsored by her, her company, her startup Next Data. The goal of these conversations is to dig deeper into specific topics rather than skimming the surface and really discuss Shemak's view of the now and the future of Data Mesh. What is possible now? What can we do to set ourselves up for success in the, in the future? And what is our ideal picture in that future once we have the ways of working and the tooling more figured out? Hopefully, you get some great insights as well as seeing the other side of the funny and wonderful person behind the Data Mesh paradigm. Please do follow Jamak as well for more interesting insights to keep an eye out on what she is working on. I think you'll be very interested and excited. Now, up next, I'll give a bit of my summary of the episode. So you might focus on a few of the nuanced points that Jamak makes. Sometimes she says some things that are kind of like a picture, right? Worth a thousand words in and of themselves, even when she says one sentence. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and hear some fun music, and then we'll get into that summary. Episode 255, Jamax Corner number 28, Generative AI and Data Mesh, the start of a long road. In the thrilling conclusion dun, 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 of the conversation with Jamax, we get into skimming the surface of generative AI and data mesh. It's a big topic. While I'm more of a skeptic about generative AI uh, than Jamax, especially relative to data mesh, we both do see what good generative AI could result in, you know, but it also could result in some bad. We've seen what can happen when a company like OpenAI with ChatGPT feeds an absolutely monster amount of data into the AI model, data that isn't all that high quality in many respects, you know, although they have been paying people for years and years to clean their data. You can still get relatively reasonable answers with a reasonable level of confidence. You know, you're kind of at that verify but don't really trust level, but you can get a lot of interesting things from it. So there's now this urgency in the market. People want that power, but but very few companies can provide that sheer amount of data 
whether clean or not. So rushing to feed data to an LLM or, you know, large language model, it that isn't properly cleaned and high quality is kind of targeting us down a really bad outcome for these companies, right? You're you're just going after things to be doing them. So, you know, Jamax company next data is aiming to democratize the ability to leverage decentralized data ownership and architectures that becomes even more important because it means that more and more companies can do this and that it's not only these companies that have billions of dollars that can outcompete everybody because they're the ones that are doing it or the companies that can collect the most data. Now does it become an arms race for everybody to collect every data, every bit of data they can? If you know, only the biggest companies are capable of getting it, they will constantly consume more and more of kind of the overall business landscape. We've seen that with Amazon in a lot of in a lot of ways. There are positive signs, though, of, of people tying generative AI conversation constantly back to data quality. So we don't end up with that kind of garbage in, garbage out problem of we're just feeding bad data into uh, a large language model. It's not going to give us great results. But we still have to not get tempted to get ahead of ourselves. Jamak and I just scratched the surface of this conversation, so I'm excited to dig further in future recordings. Again, I am more of a skeptic than many people out there, but I do see that this is something we've got to talk about, and it's something that could become very powerful if we leverage it right. Okay, with that shortest summary of the episode done, let's go ahead and get to actually hearing from the woman herself, Shmak Degani. And apologies, my internet uh, provider really does not want me us to to have this uh, awesome conversation going all the way through. But um, so, like, let's let's finish up this kind of general conversation around the topic that's kind of the the hot and shiny right now of generative AI, large language models, you know, all of that. So I'd love to hear. You know, data mesh for a while was the shiny thing. It was the thing that people were chasing for the sake of chasing it instead of, you know, and, and a lot of people have really, really stuck with it. I've, I've started to put together a list and I think I'm at um, 100 companies that are doing data mesh. And it's literally just anytime I see um, proof that somebody's doing data mesh that I'm grabbing that. And out of those 100, like 75 were completely new to me. So, you know, we've got the already the 400 or 500 that we've seen, and then these just keep coming out of the woodwork. So we've seen that kind of chase in the shiny, but we saw some that really crashed and burned because they were just trying to, to get to there as fast as possible instead of setting themselves up. So I'd love to hear what you're thinking about the, the generative AI space, the LLM space, because it can be positive, but it can also be very negative. And, and where I'm seeing it being negative is if people don't have really clean data and they're like, hey, CEO, you can now ask this thing and it'll tell you an answer. And it's like, is it the right answer? How do I know how quality it is? So I'd love to hear kind of 
how you're having those conversations, because I'm sure that's that's some coming up in a lot of conversations, but how you see it intersecting with data mesh, how you see it intersecting, especially with next data as to where can we actually apply this in appropriate ways? Where should we not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's all amazing. Like it's, I'm just a huge fan and a follower of the, you know, the latest advance is that we see, you know, AI finally working. But the reason it's working is because we've got tons and tons of data and we've got compute, right? So data and compute, <laughs> data and math uh, are the two fundamental pillars of this next generation technologies that we're going to build our, you know, continue building our civilizations on. Uh, so on a personal level, I am super excited where we will head and I have faith in humanity and doing the good thing and doing the right thing. Where does it intersect with next data? Where does it intersect with data mesh? Um, the 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 concept of uh, in fact, so, so let me just maybe share a little bit of um, a little bit more about next data. I mean, the the vision statement for the company is not to come and build data mesh tooling. That, that's not why we're here. The vision is bigger than that. And I when I you know published it, I guess publicly announced the company. I put a blog post as why we started the company. So if you haven't read it, go to on our website and. It's about, I think, a few minutes read. Um, <clears throat> the vision was to really um, build a world where AI ML analytics is empowered by uh, decentrally and responsibly and equitably owned data. As in build AI analytics, and I say both of them in the, with the same in the same breath, uh, on top of data that is owned by or by people who are most suitable to be responsible for the ownership of it um, and shared intentionally um, with some a high degree of quality built in, a, a high degree of intentionality built in to that data sharing. So that, you know, so that we the, the next generation applications we're building does not encourage this pathological behavior of ethically or unethically collecting a large amount of data and having control of that data so that the future of our technology doesn't rely on this imbalance of power, power of technology that only a few can have because only a few people or a few organizations can collect that amount of data. So that data collection in a centralized way, in a centrally controlled way, in my mind and in my heart feels like a very, very dangerous future to go to. So that was the really the bigger vision and mission of the data, the next data is that. And I felt, I, I thought we have a few years. I thought before LLMs came out, look, we get there, we're, we're going to start with building the, you know, the, the building blocks and solving this problem at an enterprise scale. That's a still, there's a lot of limitations that decentralization has hit with let's solve that. And then when LLMs showed the power of what you can do on a very large data set, the entire human knowledge that has been digitally captured and publicly shared, that moment for me brought the urgency and imminence of we have to solve this problem much earlier, but brought it much closer. So something that I thought, you know, when you put when you build a company and you set your vision statement, your vision statement has to be so grandiose that <laughs> you don't even know if you're going to reach there, right? You're there for a long, long run. So, 
But then we set the vision statement and then, you know, the, the, the power of AI was demonstrated so beautifully when and if, when it's applied to a large amount of data that I thought, holy crap, we've got to do this earlier, right? Because the seduction of um, throwing AI at a large body of data can really, um, you know, take over the attention and the intention and the energy and the money that needs to be spent on that responsible, intentional and high quality data that you need to essentially feed these models with. And while, um, you know, throwing data on a very, very large amount of data, probabilistically, you probably get, you know, with a higher, some level of confidence, reasonable answers, but these are all prob probabilistic answers. Enterprises, even if when it build on foundational models, they don't have the luxury of such vast amount of data that gives you that high degree of confidence in the answer. So you're still relying on high quality data. So you sit back to the original problem, which was timely, you know, the Lena model, you ask who's your Mac and they tell you I'm still working at the hours, right? So you still need timely data. You still need high quality data. You still need data to be shared in a scalable manner, manner right? So that uh, you don't require a body of data shovelers constantly like shoveling data from one place to another. So you the data specialist, right? Sorry, and I don't mean to be disrespectful. It's just the image in my head of pipeline is just like just putting data from, from one place to another. So um so we're back to square one, solving the data sharing problem, solving the data quality problem. Uh so I hope that people apply some level of like rational critical thinking while this technology is super amazing and super applicable, it doesn't mean that you have to throw, you know, responsible sharing of the data out the window. And in fact, I'm very encouraged because I've seen, you know, of course, people are playing already in the enterprises, but people that have the job of, you know, making drugs or uh, providing, you know, reliable customer service or, you know, real world jobs that enterprises do, um, they're still talking about data products and LLMs almost in the same sentence. So I'm I'm very encouraged uh, about the uh, discipline and attention and the care uh, that that people and leaders are put into, um, you know, the data as such a fundamental model. Uh, but I can totally see the 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 seduction of this. So so at a company level, I think our mission became even you know, strongly like the vision is the need for that vision to come true is is a strongly sense. So we have a bigger, even motivation to show a demo of LLMs trained on a data mesh. That's on our definitely on our backlog at some point in in the future, so that we don't think that you know we can have our again move towards this centrally owned and shared as well as uh, you know large language models or any other 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 mo large models. Um, trained and and we have seen that in the past right it's not that we haven't seen such phenomena in the past we saw this phenomena with internet and with apis um internet and api kind of integrate internet uh, i guess compatible um api integration became the way we build complex large applications it started with payment gateways, like payment APIs with credit cards and e-commerce sites using payment APIs. And it now has become 
APIs that are actually, you know, encapsulating machine learning in a box in a way or as a service. So, so we've seen this democratization of, and I hate to kind of use this word because it's just so overused, uh, but, but giving it equitable, I guess, access to technology, sophisticated technology through APIs um, and building complex solutions based on APIs, we've got to kind of bring the same uh, way of thinking about data access for now this next generation applications uh, with model, model-based model applications and math-based applications uh, to the world of data. And again, I still feel DataMesh puts the, introduces some interesting building blocks to build to build it. Um, but there's a big task ahead of us to make it efficient and feasible and, and so on and so on. Are you seeing that? So like there's been kind of a, a trend towards much smaller LLMs rather than the chat GPTs. Yeah. And it's funny, chat GPT just kind of announced their June usage or whatever, and it was down 10%. And everyone's like, oh, LLMs are dead. And it's like, oh, okay. All this, you know. Um, I'm, I'm one of the ten percent, by the way. I'm a big user. Like, I'm, I'm using it to summarize my very long, complex answers uh, for the the boys in my team to bullet point things. Uh, so I'm one of the one percent. I, I I hope somebody uh, and one of on my wish list, somebody will build this that I can that the, it can summarize and translate what I'm trying to tell my husband in a way that he understands so we can communicate with each other a bit better. Uh, so sorry, interrupting you. But um, yes, we have a very short attention span to uh, to new shiny technology. Yeah. And, and I think there's so many things that we could go down in this path. Like, you know, are we building, you know, I, I think back to the people of, you talked about, you know, pipeline shovelers and things of, are people just creating data for the sake of data? Are they pushing all the data? You know, I've got 100% coverage of all of my business events going into the data lake, but why, right? How do we actually implement this? Do we think about this as small LLMs? Do we think about this as, okay, we have to create super, super quality data, or can this suss through bad data and that we can throw garbage in and not get garbage out? But I, I know we're, we're at time, so I think this is a, a to be continued, but I, I'm really excited to kind of continue down this path with you and, and understanding how, how this goes. But, you know, I, I know we're at time, so I, I want to give you the, the, the last word as, as always. Well, last word is as always. Thank you, Scott, uh, for having me, for sharing your platform. I know I have been a bit quiet uh, in the industry. I haven't done a ton of talks and writing. Uh, hopefully some good material will come from the learning of building technology to enable data mesh and beyond uh, very soon. But I'm grateful in the meantime uh, to share this platform and conversation with you. I'll leave you at the end of this conversation with some of my key takeaways. First is this is just scratching the surface of generative AI and data mesh. We will have much deeper discussions in future episodes. And, you know, uh, we just recorded uh, you can tell exactly when I'm I'm recording this because we just did a um, roundtable on generative AI as well. And it was a very interesting conversation there. Jamak believes generative AI has a ton of positive real-world potential, especially in data mesh. I'm, I'm more skeptical. But if things like generative AI are only able to be leveraged by a few large companies 
And that results in them being the only ones who can collect as much information, especially sensitive information as possible. There are some big potential societal issues that might come from that. We need to democratize the ability to leverage these types of tools and not make it so everybody has to try and collect as much data as possible just to be able to kind of play in this space. Third, chat GPT set off a frenzy. It can be easy to want to move incredibly fast towards implementing generative AI, but companies don't have the vast amount of data where they can throw moderate or, or worse quality data and get something useful out. Garbage in, garbage out is a real concern. And the final is because they have less data than essentially the sum of the internet, like OpenAI used for ChatGPT, companies need to focus on providing quality data into an LLM, you know, large language model, in order for it to actually provide good results. Again, otherwise it is garbage in, garbage out. So thanks again to Jamak. As a reminder, please check out her startup, Next Data. There's more information about it in the show notes. They're doing some pretty amazing things. She's hiring lots of folks, looking to partner with others, and just kind of check it out. As for me, please do follow up with me as well. I'm pretty easy to find. I'd love to chat Data Mesh or anything kind of in the data realm. Check out datameshunderstanding.com for more information, some useful resources and things as well. And Jamak and I both wish you an excellent rest of your day. Now with that, let's cue that inspiring outro music.